Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Battle for Terra in today's statistics episode. First question, what is Battle for Terra? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, So this is an older movie. It's from 2007, uh, which, you know, doesn't feel that old, but that's 11 years ago. Uh, It is an animated movie, and it's pretty awful. Uh, It's really, really bad, and, and we'll get into that. Why am I choosing to do this movie for a statistics episode? Uh, Well, despite the fact that it came out, it's a 2007 movie that didn't get released in the U.S. till 2009. It's animated. It looks like trash. Uh, It's it's actually got one of the most, one of the greatest voice casts ever. I I don't understand it, And, and you'll figure that out as I go through the people who are involved in this movie. Unbelievable voice cast throughout this whole thing. People who have like a couple of lines here and there. It's just huge. You know, it's 2007, so there's a lot of names on here who weren't huge, big names now. Uh, People who have since kind of rocketed to stardom. And then on the other hand, you have a ton of people who are veterans, who have been around a long time, big names. This was like, you know, just kind of a, I guess, a hopefully just a paycheck for them. And then you also have the very frequent voice role actors. You know, people, you know, maybe you aren't as familiar with their them as I am, or in some cases at least. But yeah, just like across the board, absolute AA++ level cast. And it just boggles my mind. So that being said, that is why today's episode is about Battle for Terra. Because it's it's such a, an interesting relic of a movie that it exists. That it's, you know, that the pedigree is as high as it is. I, I just, it needs it needs to be out there. This is... You know, Food Fight, I I did an episode on Food Fight very, very early in the history of this show, in this podcast, and Food Fight, you know, notoriously one of the worst movies ever made, which it is, terrible animation, but actually has, like, a voice cast. This isn't as bad as Food Fight, it's pretty bad, though, and it blows, blows Food Fight's voice cast out of the water, just absolutely destroys it. So... Let's get in to Battle for Terra. I saw it October 30th, 2018. It's only 77 minutes long, so it doesn't take you very long to watch it. Uh, It's a 2007 movie, and my summary is Humans Invade an Alien Planet. Uh, The plot can basically be boiled down to Avatar's plot, or Pinocchio, or not Pinocchio, um, Pocahontas, the other long P name, Pocahontas, uh, more so in line with Pocahontas because in Pocahontas we follow the invaded group of people or, or sentient beings 
whereas in Avatar, we follow the invading group primarily from the beginning. Uh, and in this, we start out with the alien planet and introduce humans later on. That said, it is still basically, these are humans, they have to take over this planet to survive. They're stuck in a spaceship that is failing. And the only way to do that is to terraform this alien planet and kill all the aliens on it. Uh, surely there was no other option, uh, but that is the plot as presented. I gave this movie a 15. Again, I think it's real awful. Uh, for reference and context, back in 2007, uh, that is one point worse than the score I gave Norbit. Norbit, remember Norbit, the, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie, and one point above what I gave Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. 2007, one point above. Uh, it currently has a Rotten Tomato score of 48%. I don't know how. I, I, I don't know how. Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, moving on. The director of Battle for Terra is Aristomenes Cerbus. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm pronouncing it phonetically. It's the only film of his I've seen. He's a Canadian director. This is his only movie. He has a score of three, and he's ranked 3,309th overall, uh, tied with a bunch of other people that also have movies ranked 15, and that's about it. Um, I don't see any other names here I recognize. And, uh, you know, it's an animated film, so it's tougher to kind of see the direction as easily as it is in a live-action movie, but... You know, the decision-making falls to his to, to service, right? It, it's on his shoulders. Um, it's a conventional story. It plays out in a conventional way. There's... You, you ha he had all of these talented voice actors at his disposal for some reason, and uh, he did nothing with them. So, uh, no sympathy. The writing team... Uh, it includes the director, Aristomenes Cerbus. Again, only writing credit of his I've seen. He has a score of three, a rank of 6,852. Uh, tied with a bunch of things and not really much stuff that I'm... Like I could name drop, really, uh, that make that would mean anything. However, there was a second writer credited for this, and that's Evan Spiliotopoulos. Spiliotopoulos. This is the sixth film credit I've seen from Evan. Uh, it drops his average film rating to a 35.67. It is his third film, rated between 0 and 24, and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind Hercules. Uh, I believe that's the one with Dwayne Johnson. And coming in ahead of another animated film he worked on, The Jungle Book 2. Drops his value to a negative 5.5, his score to a 21.25, and he is ranked 3,577th overall. Just behind uh, Tom J. Astle, who is a writer for the animated films Epic and Home, and just ahead of Andrew Davies, writer of Bridget Jones's Diary, Northanger Abbey, The Tailor of Panama, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, and The Three Musketeers. I think that's the um, 
cyberpunk version of that story. Uh, so the writing, worse. Uh, you know, it, it's it's rote. It's derivative. It's you know, there's nothing there's nothing interesting about it. It all sounds, feels, looks exactly as you would think um, a movie that's basically a Pocahontas ripoff would look and sound. But none of those, that's not the reason we're here. The reason we're here is for the voice cast. So let's, let's get into this, shall we? Starting out, David Cross. This is the 30th film credit for David Cross that I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 61.87. It is his second film, rated between 0 and 24, and it is his worst movie overall, coming in behind year one. He drops his value to a 9.5, his score to a 67.5, and he is ranked 165th overall. Uh, That's one spot behind Brie Larson and one spot ahead of Angela Lansbury. And David Cross is the voice of Giddy, who is a robot, sentient robot that the humans have created and works with the main human character in the movie. Next up is Brian Cox. Brian Cox, this is the 33rd film credit of his I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 60.18. It is his fifth film credit between 0 and 24 and 31st best film overall, coming in behind Super Troopers 2 and ahead of Pixels. It has a value of 6, a score of 62.74, and he is ranked 330th overall. One spot behind Tom Cruise, one spot ahead of John Carroll Lynch. Brian Cox is the voice of General Hammer. Hammer? I think it was supposed to be Hammer, but it's spelled differently on IMDb. Uh, Anyway, he is the big bad human boss, uh, also played by Stephen Lang in Avatar, or, you know, the human boss. Next up is Captain America Chris Evans. This is his 25th film credit that I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 57.6. It is his third film rated between 0 and 24 and 25th film overall, or worst movie overall. Coming in behind Fantastic Four colon Rise of the Silver Surfer. He has a value of 4 now and a score of 57.33, ranking him 669th overall, one spot behind Lois Smith, one spot ahead of Rachel McAdams. Chris Evans uh, plays the role of Stuart Stanton. I don't even, uh, yeah, I don't even know who half of these characters are. To be honest, I don't know who Stuart Stanton is. I assume he was a human being, because all the alien names are one word. Stuart Stanton. Sure. Sure. All right, moving on. Next up is Lorraine Newman. This is her 26th film credit. Drops her average film rating to a 56.27. It is her fifth film rated between 0 and 24 and 23rd best movie overall. Coming in behind the animated short that accompanied uh, Sing, Eddie's Life Coach, and ahead of Jimmy Neutron, colon Boy Genius. Um, Drops her value to a 3, score to a 55.25, and she is ranked 819th overall tied with Edward Everett Horton, who was in a bunch of old movies, including Holiday, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and Top Hat. Lorraine Newman is one spot behind Ted Danson from The Good Place, and one spot ahead of Julie Christie. Lorraine Newman 
uh, is the voice of the toy merchant in the movie. So she is generally just a, a voice actor. Next up is David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz, this is his 16th film credit, drops his average film rating to a 60, even. It is his second film rated between 0 and 24 and 16th best movie overall, or worst movie overall, coming in behind. Hail, comma, Caesar, exclamation point. It drops his value to a 1.5, his score to a 54.83, and he is ranked 854th overall, one spot behind Lauren Bacall, and one spot ahead of Samantha Mathis. David Crumholtz is the voice of a Tarian commander. Doesn't even have a name. David Crumholtz from the American Pie movies. Right? Is that who I'm thinking of? It's not who I'm thinking of. Who am I thinking of? What do I know him from? Sausage Party, 10 Things I Hate About You. I haven't seen The Deuce. Hmm. He's from something like that, though. Freaks and Geeks? Mm, he's only on one episode of that. I don't know. I'm not sure what I know him from. Harold and Kumar. Uh, Santa Claus. That's what I know him from. The Santa Claus. He was the elf and Santa, uh, the, the main elf in the Santa Claus. There we go. We got there. Uh, after that is Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's brother. This is his 27th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 56.56. It is his third film rated between 0 and 24 and 25th film overall. Coming in behind My Super Ex-Girlfriend and ahead of Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. This drops his value to a 2, his score to a 54.66, and he is ranked 865th overall. One spot behind Andy Samberg, one spot ahead of Haley Lou Richardson. Luke Wilson plays the voice of Jim Stanton. Stuart Stanton. Okay, Jim Stanton, Luke Wilson, is the main human character in the movie. Chris Evans, Stuart Stanton, is his brother that gets a very few lines. Oh boy. Moving on. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. This is his 17th film credit and drops his average film range to a 57.47. It is his fifth film, rated between 0 and 24, and 15th best movie overall, coming in behind his voice role in Star Wars colon, The Clone Wars and ahead of his voice role in Balto 2 colon, Wolf Quest. Drops his value to a 3, his score to a 54.42, and he is ranked 896th overall. One spot behind Benedict Wong, and one spot ahead of Tom Hollander. Mark Hamill plays the voice of Elder Orin, who is one of the aliens. That's it. He's just one of the aliens. I guess he's an elder, but we just we don't spend enough time with any of these characters outside of the main like three. Next up is James Garner. The late James Garner, uh, who passed July 2014. Uh, this is his ninth film credit that I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 62.22. It is his only film rated between 0 and 24 and worst movie overall, coming in behind Fire in the Sky. He drops his value to a 3, his score to a 53.91, and is ranked 949th overall. One spot behind Philip Proctor, uh, who's a voice actor himself in a lot of Pixar movies, and one spot ahead of Douglas Seal, who's in Aladdin, voice in Aladdin. He's also in Amadeus, Oscar Best Picture winner Amadeus, and a voice role in The Rescuers Down Under. 
James Garner played the voice of Doron, who is another alien that did not get a lot of screen time. After that, we have Rosanna Arquette. This is her 15th film credit. Drops her average film rating to a 50.47. It is her third film, rated between 0 and 24, and 14th best movie overall. Coming in behind Gone Fishing and ahead of Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding. Uh, drops her value to a negative 3.5, her score to a 41.03, and she is ranked 2,465th overall. One spot behind James Franco, and one spot ahead of Tate Donovan. Rosanna Arquette playing the role of Professor Lena, who is just a teacher in the alien planet. And that's there's not much to it. She's just a teacher. Next up is the main character of the movie, Evan Rachel Wood. She plays Mala, the main character. This is her 16th film credit. Drops her average film rating to a 49.38. It is her third film rated between 0 and 24 and 14th best movie. Overall, coming in behind Allure and ahead of S1M0NE or Simone, which stars Al Pacino. Uh, drops her value to a negative 4.5, her score to a 39.39, and she is ranked 2,713th overall, one spot behind Ice Cube, and one spot ahead of Jaden Lieberher. Evan Rachel Wood is also tied with Kat Dennings. And as the main character, she actually, you know, has a decent amount of lines, able to do things, has a character that changes and adjusts and moves and whatever. Uh, but, I mean... She's not as good a character as Pocahontas by any stretch, and um, that's that's about it. After that, we have Beverly D'Angelo. This is her 10th film credit and drops her average film rating to a 50.5. It is her fourth film rated between 0 and 24, and 10th best movie, worst movie overall. Coming in behind, Dreamland. It drops her value to a negative 3, her score to a 39.08, and she is ranked 2,749th overall. One spot behind Julio Oscar Michozo, who was in Bad Boys, Blue Streak, Lords of Dogtown, Planet Terror, Jurassic Park 3, Rules Don't Apply, Little Miss Sunshine, and one spot ahead of Pam Greer from Jackie Brown, Mars Attacks, um, Escape from L.A., Above the Law, Valley, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, etc., Beverly D'Angelo is the voice of Interrogator Wright. I think she's a human. I think. Next up is Justin Long. This is his 28th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 48.32. It is his 7th film rated between 0 and 24 and 24th film overall. Drop one spot behind Herbie Fully Loaded and one spot ahead of Movie 43. Has a value of negative 7.5, a score of 37.6, and is ranked 2,939th overall. One spot behind Aza Butterfield and one spot ahead of Elizabeth Reeser. Justin Long playing the voice of Sen, who is uh, kind of like the best friend alien to Mala, but he kind of disappears from the movie for a long period of time. And we don't see him again, really. We see him at like the beginning, at the end, mostly. 
Next up is Phil Lamar. This is his 18th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 46.89. Is his sixth film rated between 0 and 24 and 13th best movie overall. Coming in behind another voice role in Hoodwinked 2, exclamation point, Hood versus Evil. And coming in one spot ahead of a voice role in Zambezia. He drops his value to a negative 5.5, his score to a 36.7, and he is ranked 3,040th overall. One spot behind Lynn Redgrave, Oscar nominee, and one spot ahead of Matt Bomer. Phil Lamar, voice of Fabric Merchant. Pivotal role in the movie, pivotal role. Next up is Ron Perlman, Hellboy to some. This is his 23rd film credit, drops his average film rating to a 46.52. It is his sixth film, rated between 0 and 24, and 20th best movie overall. Coming in behind Season of the Witch, and ahead of a voice role he has in Percy Jackson, colon, Sea of Monsters. Uh, Drops his value to a negative 8.5, his score to a 34.3. And he is ranked 3,309th overall, tied with Jimmy Fallon, one spot, behind Rupert Friend, and one spot ahead of Emily Robinson. And uh, Ron Perlman has the voice of Elder Vorin. So we mentioned Elder Orin, that is voiced by Mark Hamill, another elder in the movie Ron Perlman's character, Elder Vorin. Vorin and Orin. Mm-hmm. Next up is Amanda Peet. This is her 18th film credit, drops her average film rating to a 45.5. It's her fourth film, rated between 0 and 24, and 16th best movie overall, coming in behind Identity Thief and ahead of Gulliver's Travels. She drops her value to a negative 8, her score to a 32.95, ranking her 3,448th overall, one spot behind, let's say, it's a bunch of people, I'm just going to pick one, Omar Sy. One spot behind Omar Sy, and one spot ahead of Anita Luis. Amanda Peet does the voice for Maria Montez. Must be a human, but that's it. Human. Again, just a just a minor role. Just a minor minor role. Next up is Dennis Quaid. This is his 28th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 46.14. It's his 7th film credit between 0 and 24. And 25th best movie overall. Coming in behind at any price. And ahead of American Dreams. This drops his value to a negative 11.5. His score to a 31.57. And he's ranked 3,593rd. Overall, one spot behind Gugu Mbatha-Raw, and one spot ahead of Barry Pepper. Dennis Quaid plays the voice role of Rovin, who is Mala's father. Uh, one of the few, one of the voices I actually recognized very early in the movie, and uh, I wasn't—I'd forgotten why I had slated this to be something I watch at all, and uh, that led me to the cast, and I was like, "Oh, I see now." Next up is Danny Trejo. This is his 30th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 45.37. It's his 7th film, rated between 0 and 24, and 27th best movie overall, coming in behind Anaconda and ahead of Bad Asses. Uh, He drops his value to a negative 13.5, his score to a 29.03, and he is ranked 3,821st overall. One spot behind Richard Schiff. 
Richard Schiff uh, from West Wing, and one spot ahead of Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Danny Trejo is the voice of Elder Barum. So we have a third Elder, Barum, Vorin, and Orin. Guess they couldn't rhyme all three of them. Next up is Danny Glover. This is his 36th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 45.97. It's his 8th film rated between 0 and 24 and 31st best film overall. Coming in behind Gone Fishing and ahead of The Shaggy Dog. He has a value of negative 15.5, a score of 28.05, and is ranked 3,903rd overall. One spot behind Julianne Emery and one spot ahead of Queen Latifah. Danny Glover plays the voice of President Chen. So he is the president of the humans, I believe. Um, yes. And, uh, I mean, I guess kind of like the bad guy, but, eh, sort of. And that, I believe, is all the voice actors. Uh, so 18 names. Uh, but, I mean, some of these names, you know, Roseanne Arquette, Brian Cox, David Cross, Beverly D'Angelo, Chris Evans, James Garner, Danny Glover, Mark Hamill, David Crumholtz, Phil Lamar, Justin Long, Lorraine Newman, Amanda Peet, Ron Perlman, Dennis Quaid, Danny Trejo, Luke Wilson, and Evan Rachel Wood. It's a huge cast. That's a great cast. Uh, you know, I, I just... I don't know how you can't get any of it to work. Not Not any of it. Moving on. Battle for Terra. Score 15, year 2007, is an action, adventure, animated, sci-fi, thriller movie. Uh, it has a one on the Bechdel test. Um, they don't know that any of the female characters talk to each other. Uh, it has a PG rating, and it drops the average rating of all of these genres. So action down to 49.73, adventure 50.99, animation 51.74, uh, sci-fi 50.61, and thriller 51.02. No Academy Awards for this one. Uh, however, moving on to the year. So 2007, it is the 184th film I have seen from 2007. It is the 1,622nd film, or at least one of them, that I've seen in the year of 2018. Uh, it drops the average rating of 2007 films to 54.33. It drops their tomato meter to 59.63. It is the 31st action, 26th adventure, 22nd animated... Uh, 16th sci-fi and 53rd thriller film that I've seen from 2007. It is a bad film, dropping the ratio of good to bad films from 2007 to 1.16. So uh, more good than bad films that I've seen in 2007. With one on the Bechdel test, it is part of the 23.37% of films from that year that also have that rating. And it is the seventh PG-rated film I've seen from 2007. It is the 38th film that I have rated a 15 as of this moment. Um, other films rated a 15. Uh, there's one other film rated 15 in the year of 2007, and that's Descent, starring Rosario Dawson. Uh, if we go down to 2006, there's one. 
and it is the Libertine. I believe that's Johnny Depp, I want to say. Not sure about that. And if we go up to 2008, there's also one there, and that's the Burning Plane. Uh, if we go to this year, so movies that came out in 2018 that got a rating of 15, you have Ibiza, which I think is a Netflix movie, The Cloverfield Paradox, also a Netflix movie, and Action Point with, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. So, Battle for Terra. Battle for Terra. Yeah, it's it's real bad. I don't recommend seeing it. But I think the novelty of the huge voice cast that it has is is fascinating. And I, I don't know how it achieved such a thing. It really makes no sense. It was originally titled Terra. Just Terra. Currently has an average rating on IMDb of 6.6. Why? I think on Letterboxd, on Letterboxd it is an average rating of 2.6. Or translated into a scale of 10, that's 6.2. 5.2. I can do math. I, I don't get it. Don't get it. All these multi-star ratings. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Battle for Terra, totally skip it, but noteworthy for other things, for other reasons. Definitely noteworthy. And uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it for today's episode. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, the schedule as it stands, uh, Friday's episode should be the best t new October movies that I saw. So the top 10 October movies that I saw for the first time in October. And I'm excited for that. Uh, I was There was a different episode that I was going to do for this episode. And I changed it because the movie I was going to talk about, I will end up talking about in Friday's episode. So uh, would have just I just thought, eh, this will be more interesting, more out there, more weird. So again, thank you for listening. And now the outro, courtesy of Meg Berquist. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at circleoffilm or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell. I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu In the name of love One night in the name of love So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.